Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast main event. This is for Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2018. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Carrie. I'm Tyler. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Yay! Extreme Furniture 2018! Yay! There's so much furniture, and we're going to hit each other with it. All um, of the furniture. Yep. It's like Thanksgiving think. for me. We're going to fuck up this Ikea so hard. Mm-hmm. And we definitely will not be able to put it back together. No. <laughs> As if they could before. I you mean, know, come I on. Need, don't need any instructions to destroy it. Nope, absolutely not. Uh, so we've got a lot of matches and uh, not a lot of time. So should we get right into it? Uh, yeah. Bingo, might bingo, as, bongo. Might as well. Uh, let's first go into what it is that we are getting into. Uh, it is the card. For no time! <laughs> Five! Five! <laughs> Uh, it's Tables, Ladders, Cheers 2018. The game that we play uh, is simple. We go through the card match by match. We make our picks. Uh, each match is given a point value for tie-breaking purposes. At the end of the night, whoever has the most picks correct is our world champion. Runner-up is our intercontinental champion. Uh, the last place goes home with the Miz Participation Award. And throughout the night, we will have the ever-moving hardcore title uh, with different prop bets uh, throughout the night. Starting things off, our champion going into Tables, Ladders, and Chairs is Skip. Uh, though he is not here, he did give us picks, so he is defending his title tonight. Uh, Intercontinental champ is Wee. Johnny. Uh, hardcore champion currently is Joe. He's not here for the predictions, though we do have his picks. Unfortunately, Digital Joe didn't make it either, which is sad. We all love Digital Joe, but really he's do. not here. He's the best version of Joe. Absolutely. But he is not here, uh, but Joe will be here to watch the show with us and hopefully give reactions afterwards. Um, and that's it. We have no more money in the bank holder. No. Uh, so yeah, that's Ms. all. Participation. Our, oh yeah, Miss Participation Participation Award winner is Carrie. No, it's Joe. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's that's a good enough excuse where I believe it. It's Joe. <laughs> I mean, because it's always it's Joe. usually Joe. So it's yeah. true. It's it's entirely possible that it's Joe. Uh, but yeah, Tyler's right. We do have twelve matches uh, on the card tonight. It's a pretty loaded card considering it's the end of the year and usually it's a throwaway. They don't get much out of it, but. Here we are. You guys excited for, for TLC? Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, I am. It's going to be fun. It's a lot of grudge matches, but like they at least have like a dumb gimmick that, while isn't enough to give us a better point value, is enough to at least make them a little bit more interesting. Yeah. If this was the card without that, ooh, this would be a long night. Yeah. It'll also be good for hardcore bets, because like, yes. all this yeah. stuff is just going to be bonkers. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very good point. And normally we do, like, you can only have one hardcore bet at a time, but for <coughs> things like this, extreme rules, ones where there's shenanigans aplenty, you just, it's going to be fast firing all night, so hopefully yep. we get yeah. a lot of ping-ponging of the hardcore title. Especially uh, given the last few pay-per-views where it hasn't changed stale. very much. Yeah, because there's a lot of grudge matches with nothing involved, yeah. and it was the 15th time we've seen a match between competitors, so... Yeah. Everything is an obvious pick for a hardcore bet. Like, exactly. I bet this is going to happen. Oh, you do? Did you see that six times last week? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. your hardcore bet is that AJ Styles gets kicked in the dick? <laughs> yeah. Way too obvious. We've seen it entirely too many times this year. Um, but yeah. So, Tyler, you have the card in front of you, so why don't you take it away and get right. started? Though we don't know the order, obviously, ahead of time, and we don't even know what the pre-show match is. Yeah, sometimes they tell us, sometimes they don't. They didn't this time. Um, but, uh, all right, so we will start off with... A grudge match. Uh, Finn versus Drew, but that's actually, of all the grudge matches, um, this is the one you cannot give a gimmick to, and I'm still looking forward to it, because it's Finn versus Drew. Uh, of course, meaning Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. Um, so, yeah. I mean, not a whole lot of pretense here. They're real mad at each other, and they're dang sure gonna fight. That's about it. They sure are. They are both from the same region of the world, but they're not friends. 
They don't no. want to be. No. But, but in, in wrestling... Europe, yeah. That's we, the same region of the world. And it's just the continent. <laughs> in wrestling, we always put people who came from other places together because... Because that's so, the way his mind Because someone towards the top thinks that's how it should be, and <laughs> yeah, so, we're not saying we agree. So needless to say, these two are involved in a feud. Um, so to start us off, I can say we obviously, as we have Skip and Joe's picks, Skip has picked Drew McIntyre, and Joe has picked Finn Balor, so we already know we don't have a sweep here. Um, so what you got? I'm going Drew. I think that his, his push is just continuing to skyrocket him towards the top and Finn's just sputtering around in the middle. I know which they don't sends seem to me, ever but... want to do anything with him. They'll keep him relevant enough to sell t-shirts, but like they're not actually going to use him for anything worthwhile. I fear that was his one shot when he got the universal right off the rip and then to go down with an injury. I just felt like which sucks considering it's not his fault. I know. Like considering it's not like wow, freak injury that sucks. Yeah. It was like wow, that guy doesn't do that move anymore because it hurts people and you were one of them. You yeah. know what I mean? That's w- one of the too <laughs> well yeah but still uh so yeah that kind of sucks um yeah i think they believe in drew more than they believe in finn which is surprising because they got drew wrong before well yeah. and, like when vince originally hired drew he thought he was going to be like the next big thing and then he was just like ah, he's just not ready and that's why they like initially yeah. gave him the uh you know can or whatever and now that he's back i'm sure vince is rolling over and saying this is gonna be amazing yeah. i mean it doesn't hurt that he came back in a new body yeah <laughs> like shredded and twice as large body and yeah. hairy uh, yeah he's just very different than he was before but um but yeah i also am kind of going with drew on this yeah me I think. too if finn wins i'm, I'm happy with it i'm totally okay oh, losing that sure. pick but... anytime finn wins i'm happy yeah loafer what you got Mine's a big hairy man's gonna win. Oh, so this actually makes Joe's pick a dark horse. Interesting. I love Finn Balor, but I feel like he doesn't win enough. When I feel like we're building Drew right now to be a monster, like yeah. the other monster on Raw, depending on where that. Yeah, he just got out of a tag team. Like they're trying to build him as a single. Mm. Yeah. It's just not. Mm-hmm. I just don't mm-hmm. see why if you're gonna stop him now. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm definitely listening to you while I tech myself this hardcore bet before I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Drew kicking Dolph to the curb and watching Dolph cry about it. I was really surprised that they gave Dolph that win, and then I was double surprised that they didn't make a bigger stink about the fact that Drew hadn't been beaten yet since he came back until he was beaten. Like, I had no idea that was a thing. Um, Maybe he didn't realize. Maybe. Somebody wasn't keeping track. Yeah. He was like, I thought that that, I thought I took that L. Nope. All right, next up, we have the end of the mixed match challenge. Um, we've come down to Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal versus the Fabulous Truth. Um, and, of course, this is for the respective 30th spots in both Royal Rumbles and at least five PTO days. Uh, so <laughs> To go anywhere in the world. Very exciting, one. yes. For some really weird vacation stipulation that absolutely positively has to be a future storyline. Otherwise, why would they tell us about this? Yeah, it makes no sense. No, none at for all. For a company that travels all the time. 100% of the time. Yeah. The only reason I can see it, and I think I'm thinking way too fucking hard about this, is that... Because that's their thing that they broadcast on Facebook and is like inherently kind of open to people who may not otherwise watch wrestling. They wanted to like add a more relatable like, oh, I also wish I could win a vacation from my work and I would definitely beat the shit out of Susan from accounting to get it. You know, like 
I, I guess maybe I, they're I'm, really just trying to sell the the like this is a real the every manness yeah. of wrestling, you yeah. know? Like Jeez. I don't know. I think I'm thinking way too fucking. I think so that. too. I don't yeah. think anybody in creative was like reason. subconsciously trying to appeal to the new demographics. No. So I think it's either they want to make it seem like Alicia Fox maybe one week doesn't want to go to Des Moines, Iowa, and instead wants to go to Cancun, and that's why they're not like not here for the day. Um, or it's something where somebody's going to book their vacation for the weekend of the Royal Rumble because they're stupid. Oh my God, this is holy shit! Who are the who are the dudes? They were the colognes, and they were really the trying colognes? to make everybody go to. Was it Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had they had timeshares in Puerto Rico. Maybe they're coming back. Mm, but they're not involved in this. They're also, biggest, no, they're here. They're in Smack. They're on SmackDown. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they were in the so they could help book. Yeah. So if the SmackDown team wins, if the Fabulous Truth wins, they could help book their vacation. Uh, hold on, I gotta text myself this hardcore bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm going Fabulous Truth on this. I don't. I don't. Uh, care. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking Alicia Fox would do it. Our Truth would definitely book his vacation for the weekend of the Royal Rumble. That see, this is what makes this suck. Is that all four of these people are four people who are not going to win the Royal Rumble. So we have already, one, taken away the excitement of who's number 30. And two, given it to one of four people, two of four people, you know aren't winning the Royal Rumble. Our truth or gender are not winning the Royal Rumble. But that's why I think that one of them, like, I, I'm going to go Art Fabulous Truth because I think, Carmella, you could put number 30 and people would be like, oh, she's a former women's champ. That kind of makes sense. Uh, and then R-Truth would book his vacation for the weekend of Royal Rumble and therefore not be able to participate. He'd be off somewhere else in the world and then give it to a new person. I'm going to be so and that's sad the surprise. this now because I love every part of this. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Right, cool. I think R-Truth books his vacation for that weekend and they're just like, Truth, what are you doing? He's like, I can't cancel it. I feel like we should say on the record that this is good enough and specific enough that if this comes true, it's a hardcore. long-term hardcore bet. Long-term like, hardcore you just, bet. It just transfers to you. <laughs> very, very long-term. Listen, like... Because because you're right. Why would you give them a number thirty spot unless they announced that a couple weeks ago and then like Finn gets hurt and all the people that you would have been fine having in the number thirty spot all like had to bow out because of injury. Like AJ bowed out at one point and like everyone they mixed yeah, the teams up out, yeah. so much where maybe that was the plan and it's like oops. Well, I guess we can't get rid of it now. Well, there's also this is also wrestling where rules change. Because there aren't any, oh, yeah. so like any, sure. anything's yeah. bad. Yeah, all it happen. takes is making actual main eventer come out and challenge our truth and convince him to put it on the line, and like yeah. boom, you can transfer yeah. it. So, uh, all right, that's fair. Well, who, what do you got for picks on this? Can I'm gonna go Ginger just because I think he's like, if he does come out thirtieth, it's gonna be like the everyone teaming up against the giant, and then they're just gonna flip him over the second he walks in the ring. I could see that, and, and yeah, it's that's true. This is at least a former world champion that like could technically win it. What do you got? Um, well, I think I'm going to go with Fabulous Truth. I think they're really trying to sell that Dance Break merch. Mm. That's fair. That's super fair. All right, next up, we have the first of our furniture matches. We've got, well, I guess technically ladders aren't furniture, but you get the point. Uh, we have Elias. Ladder shelves are furniture. Versus mm. Bobby fucking Lashley. <laughs> Tell him, man. Hit him with the pose, Bobby. Show him, big man. Lashley. 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 Come on. Lashley. Come on now. Lashley. There you go. It's too fun. Uh-huh. Looks like money. <laughs> smells like money. Hit him with my favorite pose. <laughs> Show him, Bobby. 
I love it. It's great. If you guys want to ballot for a little bit, we're actually going to do this about another hour or so, and then like yeah. we'll get back to this. So if you yeah, got to go yeah, to the yeah. bathroom or yeah, whatever. Carrie, uh, let's, let's, let's go. Leslie! Leslie! All right, so anyway, what do you got? I'm obviously walking with Elias. I have been since day one. Uh, so we should say that this match is a ladder match. Oh, right, right. That is actually important because it is a weird, stupid version of a ladder match. Yes. Uh, it is a ladder match where normally you have a contract or a belt or a briefcase uh, hanging above the ring. Here it's a guitar. And if you get said guitar, you then get to use it as a weapon uh, which makes me think, does the match not end when you get the guitar? You still have to pin them after using the guitar as a weapon? Or... I mean, only... Because you could just get a guitar from under the ring and use it the whole match. You know what? It probably It's probably that at this point, you've beaten them so badly that you were able to climb and get it. Pulling the guitar probably means you win the match. Okay. And then you can clobber your defeated opponent with this guitar that we've been hitting people with for every week for the last like i don't know six months yeah and now we're supposed to pretend is the most devastating weapon on earth of course what were you yeah. gonna say carrie everybody poops <laughs> all right fair enough um so what do you got i don't know if i should make a joke or keep it as a hardcore bet um so i'm gonna keep it as a hardcore bet fair. and go with uh elias love I mean, Elias is the only one of the two of them that's proficient in guitar, so... True. Quote, proficient, unquote. He will get to use his full proficiency bonus, and it will get all of the modifiers. For damage. Mm-hmm. I think that... Bah... Yeah, she's getting it. <laughs> Sound it out. <laughs> Hit me with the name! <laughs> the bubble... Bubbles. Lush Bubbles? No. Yeah. Bubbles Lushly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lushly. Lush. <laughs> Hit it with the bubbles. <laughs> All right, so you got Bobby Lashley. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Adam? Um, I'm going to walk with Elias, too, because Ooh. of his guitar. So this makes your Bobby Lashley pick a dark horse. Uh, all right, next up, we've got the next furniture match, our chairs match, which means it's a match with chairs mm-hmm. Uh, no one gets to stand. Yeah, so First it's person no to stand. Loses. Yeah, basically, it just means no DQ match. Um, but there'll be a lot of fucking chairs around. Um, which means we've got Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Uh, and a little backstory here is that Randy Orton took Rey's fucking mask. He the did. Worst goddamn thing you can do to a luchador. He's yeah. been wiping his. One of his many many days. masks. Mm-hmm. Did you actually? I wasn't watching. Or no, actually, my stream cut out when I was watching that. Uh, one of the few times view has failed me. Uh, did you see his face? I mean, like, I know we have seen his face before. Yeah. Get me wrong. Uh, but, like, or was wow. it one of those things where he was just like, no, and, like, ran under the ring until, like, they got him out of there? Or, like, uh, I, I think they brought him a towel, if uh, okay. I recall. Like, he did cover his face up, so you can't really see it. Uh, but, again, like, I know what Rey Mysterio's face looks like. Well, he I've wrestled it. without it. I know. I've seen it for weeks on end. Yeah. Uh, back when WCW felt it was appropriate to take it from him. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think it was one of those things where, like, you showed him being like, oh, no, my face. Right. While Randy's like, ha, 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 I got the mask, loser. Um, But I think they brought him a towel so that way he could, like, cover it up. Gotcha. I don't give a fuck about this, so I'm going with Orton. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually think that's a good pick, but I don't care. (laughs) I'm going with Ray. I think he's going to end up, you know, just using the chairs. We're going to get the inevitable pile of chairs spot. Oh, absolutely. Well, and there's going to be a, a 619 with a chair that's wedged between the ropes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. that's the thing. Like, you can't even say it's a hardcore bet. No, it would have been too it's obvious. Gonna yeah. We would have shot that down. 
So I'm going with Ray as well. Yeah, I think a uh, little guy's gonna use the advantage of uh, props to bring down the big dog. Oh wait, the big dog's out. Um, bring down bring the snake. <laughs> the snake. The snake. <laughs> bring down the snake. Bring down the snake. Uh, all right. Next we have uh, the dad on a table match. Uh, Ruby Riot versus Natalia in a match where her dead father is screen printed onto a fucking table and Natalia has dedicated it to now wait hold on because this does influence my pick wait is this really has a she, thing yes yeah, this is real has she dedicated the match to the memory of her fallen father or has she dedicated her match to the screen printing of her father on the table the the dead the actual dead oh okay all right. so that, that changes my pick so so question here this is a tables match which means whoever loses goes through a table which snaps her dead father yes. in half yes. are you kidding wow so the, it's basically got like what were the oh remember fat heads yeah. yeah it has like a Jim Neidhart which you know they didn't really make these no. but it, it's like a Jim Neidhart fat head on the table yeah she brought it out on Monday and she said she can't wait to put and I did love this line she can't wait to put Natalia through that table so she can let her father down one more time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the moment when I was like, oh shit, is Ruby Riot going to happen? Yeah. Ruby Riot's actually, great. I'm starting to like Ruby Riot a lot more because they're really doing a great job of having her girls just be the goons in yeah. the background and like letting Ruby do all of the talking. It's no longer like when they had the hand mic to yeah. each on, it just no. got worse as it went down. Nope. And I'm actually starting to get a little one over by Ruby. She's I'm looking great. forward to her betraying those two yeah. and making them useless faces that go away and being a solo heel. But I digress. Um,. Well, no, she's going to follow in Paige's footsteps and eventually be general manager. And have a movie made after her. Maybe. I mean, I, I can't see Natalia not winning this match. Yeah, normally I'd say if you make a dedication or you make some big grand gesture about a family member or a place or something, then you lose because ha ha ha, we... We got your hopes up. Her but dad died. They're gonna give her the match. I know. Like that's the thing. Like if he wasn't a wrestler, if he had just like appeared a couple of times, or it was known because she's on Total Divas that her dad died, they wouldn't use it like that. But because he's a wrestler, like they, she's gotta she's gotta win it, right? Well, and like all jokes aside, Jim Neidhart was a fantastic talent who like is well regarded and loved. Yeah. You know, so like it's not someone where. Like you kind of feel like Vince is gonna be like, hey, "Fuck you," you know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like he's let. I don't think Vince is motivated to do this for Natalia as much as he is to do it as a like to the memory of Nightheart. But like, because plus hasn't Vince done enough to fuck with that family? Right? Come on. Yeah. Can I can I make a hardcore bet now? Because there's like no limits to him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. So I'm going with Ruby because I think Natalia's gonna like not want to put her opponent through her dad. Mm. Like she goes to like she's got her perfect for it and just can't do it. Yeah, like she's about to like like oh, Irish whip her into the table and then she's just be like I can't and then she like falls down in front of her dad. Ruby Riot like drop kicks her in the back and she falls through the, the table. table. All right, oh, hard, that's hardcore bet. Ruby Riot just hides behind the table the whole time. <laughs> I like this too. <laughs> she's like walking with it. You know that? Come like, on, go get it. I like that. So yeah, Ruby for that table. reason. That's. Real fucking strong. Yeah. I will be kind of sad that doesn't happen. It's a really good idea. Yeah. But you are going to tell you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lover? Natty. Natty Ice? All right. Next up, we have a match that may or may not happen. Uh, this is the first of the actual tables, ladders, and chairs matches. Full furniture match. Uh, Baron Corbin 
versus Braun Strowman. If Braun wins, he's the number one contender and gets a world or a universal championship match against Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. If he, Baron wins, oh, and Baron loses all of his power as general manager elect. If Baron wins, he is the permanent general manager until next week when he gets fired for another one. Yeah. Um, but he's the permanent general manager with absolute power like he is now and so on and so forth. And on top of this, we have the conundrum that is Braun's arm is broken, quote unquote, you know. Yeah. And, or his elbow is shattered. Yeah. And uh, likely that, can't compete. Or... So when they showed him, I mean, he. No, abs- he did actually get hurt. Yeah. His arm was like a bruise. Like the whole arm was yeah. a bruise. And like that's Braun's arm. So right. like that, it's like a tree trunk of a bruise. Um, but and, I think his kayfabe is he's going to be out for six months when in reality it's an injury that he could technically be okay right, from right now. Yeah, if yeah. not, definitely by the Royal Rumble. So he could come out and just have a quick squash. Yeah. Okay. Is this one of the TLC matches where you have to win by pinfall and you can use all the weapons? Or is he climbing up and getting his number one contender contract slash general manager contract? Is there contract? any kind of TLC match that doesn't involve the latter aspect of it? I don't. Feel I like... feel like we've seen them in the past where it's like, it's a TLC match where you have to win by pinfall. It's I like, don't I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't remember it. But I'm assuming there's going to be... I've seen TLC matches where it's like a last man standing match. So, But it's not that because they would have clearly advertised yeah. that before. My, here, here. My hardcore bet is that it's two clipboards with two contracts. <laughs> okay. And one, is it's, one, is, one is his t- one, number one contender and the other one is his general manager. Gotcha. Um, See, this one's tough because they already confirmed Vince is at Raw tomorrow. Really? Like, yeah, they came out and said like Vince is coming to Raw tomorrow. So like, is he coming to officially offer... Baron the job and like sign the paperwork because he's the real boss or is he coming to make a Who new yeah. replacement will be yeah or be the new general manager Vince yeah. wants to be on TV again oh, I'd be down for that it sounds better than every general manager Anything we've had else. for the last 10 years yeah um, I, I, I gotta go Braun on this I just feel like there's some bullshit here no I'm going Braun too well the interesting aspect about this too and I found it kind of interesting and I'm glad I didn't forget to bring it up is I think this is the first time I've ever seen them use their actual tumbling ratings as a storyline. Because, like, for those who don't catch the internets, raw ratings are the worst they have ever been yeah. right now. They are abysmal. Because their shows have been terrible. Horrible, yes. A couple, a couple been... weeks ago where it was like, all the heels were just beating up everybody all night. It's like, what? what are we doing? Like, and what they've done is turn it into a storyline that is, this is Baron Corbin's fault. Like, Seth Rollins came out and cut a pretty awesome promo on yeah. Raw about how, like, that was definitely a few digs at a few other people in the back for some decisions they had made. Um, but basically came out and was like, like, what, what's up, man? Ratings are the worst they've ever been, and this is your reign of terror. So, like, yeah. this Champ's is your not fault. here because you don't make him be here. No one's watching because everything it's sucks. It's just you helping your friends. Yeah. Like, so this is your fault. What are you going to do about it? That's smart of Vince to do. Might as well use him for the best. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of feel like, whereas before I was really like, where am I going to go with this? Because I could see them doing this Baron thing for a long time. Now I feel like they're ready to wrap it up, and this is where you do it. So... And they made it as bad as possible before it all came down. Yeah. So, so I got to go Braun. I'm going Braun as well. Especially because when you use the ratings as a storyline, they're inevitably going to trend upwards in the start of the year because it's WrestleMania mm-hmm. season. Yeah. The road to the Royal Rumble and then the, therefore the road to WrestleMania is when everyone starts paying attention again. So they're going to go up and you're going to be able to say like, see, Corbin, you suck. Like, look how much better the show has gotten. Yeah. Carrie? Yeah. Fuck. Um, I'm going to go with Ron Sherman. 
I'm, I'm assuming that Baron Corbin's going to get some sort of shenanigans to be reinstated with some other stipulation. Oh, I think I've also completely forgotten to mention this, so going back a, a wee bit just to make sure I'm covering them all. Joe and Skip. Joe and Skip both had Elias. Joe and uh, Skip had Orton and Joe had Ray. Uh, they both have Ruby Riot, and they actually both have Corbin tonight. So all of us picked Braun, and they picked Corbin. Uh, next up, we have one of the first and few chi- uh, champions. Actually, there's a decent number. Uh, championship matches of the night. Cruiserweight title. Uh, buddy, I want to say Buddy Holly, and I know it ain't him. Uh, what is it, Buddy? Murphy. 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 Thank you. Uh, versus Cedric the Entertainer. Wow, didn't know he was a wrestler. That's fascinating. Nope. Uh, he is very entertaining, though. Yeah, he is very entertaining. Now, ver- uh, versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight belt, as I mentioned before. Skip and Joe both have Buddy. I'm going to go uh, the other guy. Cedric? Yeah. I'm going Buddy as well. I like the choker he wears. I do like Cedric a lot. He is a lot of fucking fun to watch. They're both great. This match is going to be one of those really good ones. I hope it's not a pre-show match. I hope it's given time. I'm going Buddy as well. Uh, Carrie, what did you say you were doing? Cedric. Cedric. Tyler, you watched SmackDown this week, right? Yes. Were you surprised to see Mustafa Ali on SmackDown? Yeah! It, it, like in the opening segment and fighting Daniel Bryan, and yeah. I thought he killed it. I thought he did a really good job. Absolutely. Sometimes you bring dudes out like that that are actually doing really well in their brand or their division or whatever, and when they like get that one spot, they kind of like a little either they try too hard or they don't try hard enough or somewhere in between. Yeah. And I thought he fucking killed it. Like yeah. he does this every week. I liked it a lot. I think the the rumor, or at least the thing that people are pushing for, is to get the cruiserweights on SmackDown rather than maybe on Raw occasionally, and definitely not just 205 Live, because since they're moving to Fox next year, SmackDown, mm-hmm. they want more of a sports-like show. So a sports-like atmosphere is 205 Live. Like yeah. That's the most sportsy wrestling show that there is in the WWE umbrella. Right, because it's nonstop athleticism. Yeah, start to and like it's not story filler, it's not a lot of mic segments, it's just one hour of you know people yeah. doing awesome athletic shit flips and shit absolutely um and so the thought process is let's weave them into smackdown a bit use them every once in a while and i think that's what they should be doing with cruiserweights the whole time yeah. like the thing that killed cruiserweights in wcw was they were just fighting cruiserweights against cruiserweights like you gotta let them have an intercontinental championship match or a you know tag team titles or something like that or at least the grudge matches if you only have six cruiserweights you yeah. can only make so many fucking combinations but we've seen it all a thousand times um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. So Buddy just won it, right? And then he defended it at the last pay per view, correct? Yeah, he yes. won it at um NXT. the no, uh, Australia NXT. Australia Throwdown. Yeah. I remember picking him because I thought no way is he gonna lose Rumble this down under. already. Yeah. But now I kind of feel like uh, no, I kind of feel like they like that guy. I'm gonna go Buddy as well. So uh, that makes your Cedric pick a dark horse, actually. Um. This is either going to be a great or terrible pay-per-view for me. (laughs) Uh, All right, next up, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in a not any kind of match other than a championship match. The Usos, well, I guess it's a triple threat. Usos versus The Bar versus New Day. This one's tough. The Bar is the current champ. Yeah, they're all... They're all super viable. Uh, Both Skip and Joe have picked the Usos for this spot. They did win the rap battle. <laughs> I was so happy I started SmackDown late and was able to fast forward that. It was just one really bad rap and then the bar attacked them. It's like the bar didn't even rap. So it was a rap and then a battle. Yeah. But there was the, to be honest with you, it was the really bad rap that I was trying to avoid. So yeah. I'm glad that so I got it. Yeah. Yep. It's weird because the last time they had a rap battle, they weren't that bad, but this one was especially bad. Ugh. 
Um, all right, Twas who, rough. So it's the bar Usos and who? New Day. New Day. Oh, yeah. So you got to throw New Day in everything. Bar's current champ. Yeah. Um, the bar doesn't have the big show anymore. Usos don't have anybody. I'm just trying to remember if there's like yeah, some weird extras on the outside besides the New Day. Mm-hmm. Nude Day. I'm going bar. Bar for the retain. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the same, to be honest with you. I don't feel like they're gonna lose it here tonight. I feel like when the, I feel like when either one of these teams gets it back, it's gonna be on a bigger night. Um, I'm gonna go the Usos. Ooh, so. I think the titles do change hands tonight. I'm gonna go Nude Day. Cause I'm always down for some Nude Day. So actually, also technically being on a uh, darkness frame. It is going to be a make or break kind of night. Man. Yeah, I need you to talk it out. This one's really fucking hard. I don't even know why. I'm just going to go blind. Use your words. There you go. Yeah, it's the thing. Like, I, I don't have a reason why I picked who I picked. I just, I don't know. I can't reason with myself why one should win over the other. Because it all, doesn't which matter. Which is, in, no. in that scenario, I feel like then the default is the champs don't lose. Yeah. So. Or give it to New Day, honestly. Because New Day can have a belt and it'd be okay. All right, next up, the first of our women's titles matches, the one that you're not looking forward to, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Rousey. Yeah, Rousey. I, we don't, I don't even think there's much to talk about here unless... I mean, is anyone actually taking Jax? That's the only thing we'd have to talk about, the shock and awe of anybody not taking... Carrie, are you taking Jax? No. Okay. All yeah, because right. like, I can't even we'll imagine <laughs> shenanigans where like, oh, Jax wins via DQ or something because Rousey's not taking an L here regardless. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, crap. Uh, next up, we have the Intercontinental Championship match. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. There is no stipulation on this besides the championship being up for grabs. Um, and both, yeah, both Skip and Joe both have Dean Ambrose. And I will as well. Yeah, I'm going to go Ambrose as well. I think Rollins' recent promos have put him right on a warpath with Brock Lesnar. Really? I do. I think I think he's going to get he's going to get a big shot at, at Brock. Even with Braun most likely getting his shot at Brock, mm-hmm. you think that Raul will be a come a triple threat somehow between here and there? Mm-hmm. I'd be fucking super down for yeah, that. I am I'm okay not gonna lie to you. I already can tell you when that doesn't happen, I will be sad. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Adam. You're welcome. That's what I do. But no, I think I think Seth's on a collision course with the Universal title. So one way or the other, whether it's Brock or Braun or whoever gets it next. Because he's been cutting around. promos about how it's not around, it's not on TV. At least when Roman had it, it was here every time. Like, I fight with my IC title. Like, I'm here all the time. It just seems like he's primed and ready for it. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. You're still yeah. wrong. And he was one of the best things in 2018, so. I would agree with that. So you're going Ambrose? Yeah. Oh, Dark Horse, because I always go with Rollins. I know Rollins is to you what Orton is to me. Yeah. Um, I, I which is why I started it. writing RKO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, John. You picked Randy. What an idiot. He's not even in the match. <laughs> Go ahead. Throw your pick away. All right. Next up is the WWE Championship match. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, no. Excuse <clears throat> me. Excuse me. <clears throat> the new Daniel Bryan. By which I mean, just when you thought you couldn't not like Daniel Bryan anymore. Surprise. You can. Yeah. You, you didn't think that because you're a sheep who likes meat and hates the environment. First of all, I would just like to broadcast to the radio waves and be on the official record as saying, Dana Ryan, you're a chump. You're just copying 
punk's fucking straight edge gimmick 100 percent. and please don't try and pretend like this is an innovative and new fascinating heel turn this is also garbage brian kendrick's thing when he was in tna yep this is these are the worst least inspired type of gimmick i i i'm i'm super into the environment or i'm super anti-drugs and judging all of you is no different than i am russian and i hate the united states it's the same garbage gimmick i hate this shit i can't believe I like Daniel Bryan less, but I do. Also, this is more like Brian Kendrick because he called himself the Brian Kendrick. Yeah. So yeah. this is the new. Yeah, this is basically the exact same thing. Ugh. I was super ready to give him credit for one aspect, and then they dropped it immediately where he took the side plates off that said yes, yes, yes on the belt, and I thought he was going to go plateless. And I was like, oh, that's at least something cool where he's just like, this is mine. I don't have a gimmick, whatever. Like, yeah. my belt's not going to have side plates. And then they just said Daniel Bryan. There's was black like, plates that say Daniel Bryan. Oh, you had a chance to at least do something no one's done before. Like, when Dolph Ziggler got rid of his music, I was like, all right, that's kind of clever. Not many people have done that before. I'll give you that. Uh, oh, you're going to go plateless? Like, I've never seen that before. It's pretty good. Oh, no, never mind. It was for one segment. Nope. Awesome. Good yep. job. Um, I mean, I'm picking Daniel Bryan. But yeah, at the same time, this isn't. This train's not stopping here. No. No, they don't change the gimmick for nothing. Well, they do, but they, that's not this. Right. Both? Is everybody going DB? Uh, technically, no. Um, uh, Joe picked AJ. So as it stands right now, Joe's a dark horsing with AJ unless you also pick AJ. <sighs> I mean, he could, he could win and just not get the belt. Neither need it. No. Who has it? Daniel Bryan. So if there's a D- oh, so if Daniel wins shit. by DQ, yep. he still keeps the belt. Yeah. Um, yeah he I'm loses go by AJ. Yep, I'm absolutely oh, going AJ. True. He's going to win by DQ. Throw in the fact that there's no stipulation on this match, and that has changed my mind. Um, and I suspect that's what Digital Joe would have told us if he was here. But he wasn't. Um, all right, last but not least, we have the reason all the butts are in the seats tonight. Women's TLC, the man versus Asuka versus Charlotte. I am so excited for this, man. This has to be the main event, right? Yeah. Is anybody not picking Becky Lynch? I don't, I don't think anybody's stupid enough. I, 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 I might be stupid enough. I, actually, uh, I have to be honest with you. I don't think it's stupid. This is the perfect scenario where Charlotte beats Asuka, or Asuka beats Charlotte. No, it's a, it's a TLC, so it's climbable. It, it's pull the belt down yeah so that's what my point is is that like, not gonna it's, it's a loo- or oh i see what you're yeah. saying yeah never mind it's you're not, right i'm phrasing someone this beats wrong. somebody it's, but it's it's uh, you can lose but it wasn't your fault right yeah. it's not becky being pinned it's, right yeah exactly she just didn't yeah. get the belt because someone else did it's uh, not however i am i'm gonna oh, go asuka i am a hundred percent just in the boat that is i just don't ever want to pick against becky like i just don't i it's like orton style i'd rather be wrong and have picked her than be yeah wrong or then right and have not you know what i mean like here's why i'm gonna pick asuka uh so becky and charlotte have tons of history tons of drama asuka's just fucking there to like do like asuka just seems so like level-headed and is like i'm here to win so they're going to be fighting where the fuck ever. Which is funny that the one that the crowd chants Asuka's going to kill you for is the level-headed of the three, but you're she not really wrong. She really is, though. So I, I really just think that Asuka's going to be completely focused on getting the belt, and the other two of them are going to be bitch-slapping each other in the corner. Also, I want to give a sh- you, I'm sure you saw it because you said you watched SmackDown. When Asuka went fucking apeshit on, on Charlotte and Becky... The cameraman, I don't know if you caught noticed this, but the cameraman was kind of like 
going with her as she did it. Like, he was physically moving the camera. Because where he was, he couldn't get her hitting each one without mm. doing it. And it really made it awesome. And I, like, felt like I was sitting there like, whoa! Like, what is happening right now? I don't know. I just... Go back. If you have a DVR, go back and watch it again. It's actually really cool. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't pick up on that. But I was, like, watching it half... You know, I had to rewind attention. and be like, why was that? Like, why did that feel so cool? And then I realized what was happening. Um, all right, so John and Adam, who you got? I don't, because I, I agree with your, I don't want to pick against Becky because she's awesome and why would anybody pick against Becky? But I feel like they, I feel like we have to get her to Rousey somehow and you do that via the Rumble and she can't be in the Rumble if she's the champ. Because the fact that they didn't get to fight, and you have to have them fight sooner rather than later, otherwise you lose the momentum that they started before Survivor Series. And so I think that she's going to lose the belt to get to, I pick my show, I pick my challenger, I pick Rousey, WrestleMania. Well, this is the perfect place to give Asuka the belt, because she doesn't have to pin anybody. They've already made it clear that Asuka is not going to get to pin for her belt. So She still hasn't won on the main roster, right? A belt? She no. hasn't been no. champ. No. 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 Um, while I agree that that's, this would be the time where you could do it and no one would be mad about it, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Pure entitlement. Yeah, kind of. It's fair. Every time I go with Asuka, she loses. So I'm going to go with Becky and hope that Oscar wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. We got it. Did it. Bye. All right. Any last final thoughts? Or... I said bye. <laughs> okay. All right. So we will be back in just a brief moment in your time, but many hours, and we'll be full of food and excited, hopefully, about what we saw for TLC 2018. So that's the end of the pre-show. So we'll see you guys in just a moment. Bye. 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 No, you hang out. <laughs> we do this before I go to bed where I'll be like, all right, bye. And he'll be like, bye. I'll be like, bye. All right. And we're back having just watched TLC 2018. This is the Broken Clock Podcast main event. Once again, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. I have the hiccups. Oh, that's oh not I'm Tyler. Good. That's like, not good for podcasting. No, it's not. It's super uncooperative. All so. right, so just you let me know when you feel one coming, and my mute button right here. Or I'm going to hang up! I got him. He's, or you can just he's, chocolate rain and turn away from the mic. He's muted. So whatever response that he has to your suggestion, no one can hear him. Yeah, nice try. So far away. That's right. Yeah, it'll never, never pick him up. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we just finished watching TLC 2018. There was uh, lots of tender and loving and care. Yes. So much. So much. You wouldn't think that. You thought you thought like, oh, it's gonna be a lot of, you know, violent furniture, but it was actually very, you know, very loving. Yeah. It was a loving. Not what the a fuck were you guys watching? <laughs> Don't TL- go chasing waterfalls? Oh. For five hours? <laughs> it gets better every loop. That's what that's what happens. We gotta hurry this up, guys. These hiccups are killing <laughs> <laughs> Drag it out. Quick somebody scare him. Or punch him in the chest. That's what gets rid of hiccups. Uh, all right, so what did you guys think of TLC? It was a good pay-per-view. It was really good. Oh, yeah, you're dying. I know. <laughs> Drink some water upside down. I'm podcasting. <laughs> that makes for great content. I think the listeners demand to hear such things. When they hear you getting waterboarded in the corner. <laughs> That's right. Tell us the truth. 
Tell us what you really thought of Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. <laughs> I don't think it belonged on the pre-show. <laughs> I said it. Right? Just let me go, man. Uh, it's true. It didn't belong on the pre-show. No, and it was first of two. We went. We went in not knowing if there would be any to like. There was two. Right. On the and pre-show. one of them didn't deserve on the to be on the pre-show. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had twelve matches on the card. I kind of assumed we at least were getting one on the pre-show, but. But usually the pre-show when it's two hours has two, and this was weird to have a pre-show with two when it was only the one hour. Yeah. Uh, but it was the first match of the night. Uh, the cruiserweight championship. Buddy Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander. Uh, yeah, we all think it didn't deserve to be on the pre-show. The cruiserweights always put on a good match, and it stinks that half the building is watching it and. Everyone forgot that the pre-show had started, and because we were like had it on in the background, thinking, "Oh, we'll have thirty-five minutes before the first match mm-hmm. of the pre-show," uh, and we're like, "Oh, it's actually right it's starting right uh, right now." They also yeah. had like commercials over it that were bigger than it, and all that stuff. But yeah, the picture-in-picture commercials like they do on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean, they got to get the YouTubers to to tune into the network. Got to make them pay that nine ninety nine or get their first month free. Yeah, and then never pay. That's right. That's what you gotta do. Uh, also on the pre-show was Elias and Bobby Lashley's ladder match for a guitar. Which was pretty much non-existent. No, it was like seven minutes long. And yeah. That, well, well, the whole th- yeah. thing was seven minutes. So the match itself was probably about four. It was awful. It didn't make any sense why you give it so little time. Like, There were so many grudge matches that didn't have like fun TLC-type stipulations. It's weird to give one of them away and have it be five to seven minutes. Yeah. And then Elias got the guitar and didn't even get to use it. Which yeah. we find out, like, that won him the match at the, at the very least. It wasn't he had to then use it, but... You're telling me weird. in a pay-per-view that we could have just had a ladder match, we put a guitar on a hook and had Elias and Bobby Lashley fight for it, and we told Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins to not use one for their Intercontinental title. Yeah. That's more of a grudge match than... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on. But yeah. Weird decision-making. Not great. No. Nope. So one really good pre-show match, one not great pre-show match. Up, onto the card. Uh, all right, so the card started off with the finals of the Mixed Match Challenge, The Fabulous Truth uh, versus Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal. The Fabulous Truth won. We got a dance break in the middle of the match. Uh, they are each the respective 30, number 30 entrance in next year's Royal Rumble. And uh, I was right on the pre-show where R-Truth was going to do something stupid with his victory. Uh, and he picked out their vacation spot ahead of the match. Uh, and it was revealed that they're going to the, the biggest, best place that you can possibly be. You know, think bigger and better. The biggest and bestest place. Uh, WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. So A city of culture. Right in our backyard. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I don't understand it. Like, we didn't understand why that was a thing before and... It doesn't even make for a good punchline yet. I'm assuming we'll get a video package in two weeks or something of them going on their lavish trip to headquarters, but does anybody want that? Nope. I'm sure R-Truth doesn't even want that. I I don't... Let's go to my boss's office for vacation. Yeah. When they're dance breaking on Vince's desk and he's pooping his pants in the back corner of his office, it's pretty (laughs) pretty funny, I guess. I don't know. They don't even do tours. You're not on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have an audience. (laughs) We don't normally have an in-studio audience, but we do today uh, for the post-show. Yeah, We do. We always do. They're just usually cats. Yeah, they don't Mm. speak English. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I don't don't understand the point of it. The match was okay. It was a weird one to open the pay-per-view with, too. Like, I know it's because they gave it away on Facebook as well, but... 
Uh, it should have been on a pre-show. Yeah, that's yeah. It should have been the second match of the pre-show or the first match of the pre-show. Give away the first half hour on Facebook or give away the whole pre-show on Facebook. You're doing it on YouTube, might as well. Yeah, it mm. just seems strange. Um, so moving on from that, we had the triple threat tag team match: the Bar versus the New Day versus the Usos. The Bar uh, retained. They are still your SmackDown tag team champions. What did you guys think of this match? I honestly didn't pay much attention because I was too busy eating. Um, so... It was a rough spot on the card. Yeah. Yeah, I, it didn't really do much for it me. It followed a non-important it, match. It just felt like another testament to how stale the SmackDown's tag team scenario feels. Yeah, like, like the match was good, but I've seen it all before. Yeah, a thousand times. And it doesn't... It, this match didn't make sense to me because it was a triple threat tag team match, which means there are no rules, there's no DQ, so why are you all standing tagging two people in at a time? So I was thinking about that. Technically, there is a reason in that if you are not the legal people in that and you hit someone else, you have technically tagged. So you would actually just be in a constant slap fight of tags. Because when you made contact with the next person, if you weren't the legal person fighting a person, you were tagging yourself into the match. Because that's all it took. We saw multiple times where like mid-move, someone ran over and slapped someone and they were the legal man. So you would how like who would win like how would you eventually end this fight because who would be the legal person you'd have a ref there trying to count who is the last person who slapped the last person to be the legal man no it would just be everyone in the ring the whole time because if i can't get dq'd why am i sitting on the apron why wouldn't i just I be that in that helping would dq you eventually you but can't get no DQ'd. DQ. it's a triple threat match yeah yeah hurts my head so it should have just been a tornado thing where all like all six people are just fighting each other constantly and you have to get into the ring and be the one that is counted as a pin in order to win they've done it before it's just like i don't know why you'd sit there and be like i'm gonna follow the rules that there's no repercussions if i don't right you're not wrong but it was a good match like i didn't hate it it's just i've I've seen it the same match we've seen on smackdown and every pay-per-view for the last six months seven months yeah. yeah so Hard to get excited. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up was one we weren't sure if it would happen or not. Uh, Baron Corbin was expecting a countout victory in his TLC match when there are no countouts in a TLC. So that was strange. Uh, against Braun Strowman, who did show up. He did come down to the ring. Uh, and he did win, uh, but not without help from the mid-card faces of Raw. Basically, yeah. So he uh, he had his arm in a sling. Clearly wasn't cleared to do anything physical but said, hey, Baron Corbin, if you lose, then your reign of terror is over. So who wants to help with that? And Apollo came out, and Gable and Bobby Bobby Roode came out. And Finn Balor. Finn Balor came out. He Slater turned face uh, by taking off his referee shirt before putting it back on uh, to count Braun Strowman for the 1-2-3. So he gets a title shot for the Universal title at Royal Rumble. Baron Corbin. Heath Slater? Stripped of all powers. Yes, Heath Slater is now the face of the company. And this very much answered the question of why we got a TLC match on Monday. Mm-hmm. Because this one wasn't. But also was somehow a TLC match where you could win by pin. So that answers our question from earlier. Yep. If there is such a thing as a TLC match where you could win via pin. There is when it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't think he was going to win by counter. I think he was going to win by like vacating. Forfeit, yeah, by not like, showing up. The Miz had that thing where he would call out John Cena and said he was like four and zero with Cena because Cena like they had officially sanctioned matches, but Cena never came, so he won by forfeit. Mm. So technically, it's not. I they wouldn't count him out, but yeah, it was just like you have ten seconds to 
to, to have your to music to have your music hit. Oh yeah, because like he was at eight and the music hit. And he's like, all right, I guess he's here. I'll just stop counting. <laughs> That's all I was waiting for is the music cue. But yeah, no, no real match, so nothing really to talk about. No. Vince McMahon showing up tomorrow, so he's gonna shake things up with a new heel authority figure. So that'll be well, and then that'll be exciting. Kurt Angle came out. Oh, that's true. Kurt Angle did come out. So Kurt Angle's gonna resume his position. Maybe I don't think so. I think he's if or he's, he's back just to shake things up. He's not putting an old boss back in place. It is gonna be some new, and I don't think it happens tomorrow. I suspect it's gonna be like. This is where Vince is going to announce he's looking for the next big thing, you know, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. this will kick off our next bullshit thing. It's Vicky again. No, honestly, I think it's Alexa. Possibly. I think she gets the whole show. Which would be funny to have her, like, five feet tall trying to tell, like, Drew McIntyre what's what. Uh, I think that could be pretty fun. Yeah, it could be She's good. already in charge of the women's division. Yeah. So, just give her the whole thing. She's great. Uh, all right, so next up we have the tables match. Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Uh, Natalia defeated Ruby Riot after putting her through a Ruby Riot table as opposed to. Nobody went through the Jim Nightart table. It still thankfully. exists. You can eat off of it today if you want. <sighs> yeah. Delivery in time for Christmas to have your Christmas uh, dinner. Yeah, you got to pay for priority shipping, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't absolutely. Do standard at this point. Come on. No, no, no. Although you could have it there for like. Canadian Christmas, which is Boxing Day, probably like the next day. <laughs> the day after, yeah, yeah. So you get an extra day for Canadian Christmas, probably. I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think of the tables match? It was probably the most entertaining match of the first bunch, just because of how. Is that on purpose? Well, just because of how <laughs> goofy it was. Yeah, it, we laughed an awful lot with that Jim Nighthard table propped in the background of random shots and just him going. Aah! But there was some <laughs> decent like. The, uh, the two goons got thrown through a couple tables yeah, pretty they quickly. Ate shit. Yeah. yeah. Liv Morgan, when she bounced off the apron through that table, hit hard. Yeah. Yeah. She flew. Um, so that was cool. And, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It was just had goofy stuff involved. Yeah. And it was always good. Once, once Ruby brought out the table with, you know, Natalia's dad on, on Monday, I was like, oh, there's no way this isn't going to be the goofiest thing that we could possibly do. Uh, and then having the Ruby Riot table was also really funny. Yeah. Well, and then Natalia put her dad's coat on, and that gave her superpowers, apparently. So. Yeah, and the sunglasses, yep. and the whole thing. Yep. Pointed to the sky, I was like, I love you, Dad. So, but we, we figured that, considering she, you know, said, this is for you, Dad, beforehand. It's going to be awesome tomorrow on Raw when the ghost of Jim Neidhart turns heel on Natty, and sides with Ruby, and they beat her down. Well, that was one of the funnier things, where Ruby pushed the table that had her dad on it, and he fell over onto Natalia to, like, knock her out while she was in the sharpshear, so it's like, he already did, so. It's just teasing for tomorrow night when, it, when the ghost does it. It's foreshadowing. Alright, uh, Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Finn Balor ended up winning with an assist uh, from Dolph Ziggler, though they didn't like, Finn didn't like that he got involved. Uh, what did you think of this match, you guys? Right? It was still sick of the just kind of there. Ziggler. Like Seth or Drew, like now it's starting to feel like it's the it's a couple that broke up and is like trying to drag all their friends into it now. Like, yeah, just, yeah, I'm, that's I'm so good. true. I'm super good. Yeah, I'm over this. There was no real beef here to begin with, so like, no, I'm good. I mean, I, I guess the silver lining is that Finn and Ziggler will put on good matches, but like, I've been being consistently impressed and on. Un- and yet uninterested in Dolph Ziggler for 10 years now. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, nothing's changing at this point, so. Well, if I remember right, too, it was like a really bland finish, too. 
Yeah, it was just a normal, regular finish, and then like Dolph came in and hit McIntyre on the outside. Yeah. And that allowed Finn to, to score a one-up and do hit the coup de gras, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Grudge yeah. match 101. Yeah, exactly. Just fairly regular. But clearly that feud's continuing with all parties involved, so I suspect some kind of triple threat on Raw tomorrow or something. And clearly they're going to get in each other's faces at the Royal Rumble next month and, and cause more shenanigans, so... Uh, all right, our first chairs match and only chairs match of the evening: Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Rey Mysterio defeats Randy Orton in what was a chairs match, and, yeah, and another really lame finish as well. I don't even remember what this. Was. Oh yeah, he like he, did like, a Hurricane Rana, but it looked weird and it was a roll up. Yeah, and then like Randy Orton helped him out by like pulling his legs backwards so that Randy could grab him and everything. Well, that happens all the time with roll ups. That's yeah, why but, they look weird. I mean. It, but it was just super obvious. Yeah. I was sad that he Randy didn't hit the RKO when he had the line of chairs. of the chairs. That would be cool. That would have been sick. Even if, like, Ray had kicked out of that, I'd have been like, all right, at least we got to see a cool chair-related RKO. Yeah. Because we didn't get that. No. We didn't even get a weird chair-related 619. No, we didn't no. get a regular 619. We got a match that yeah. had some chairs around it. Yeah. Some of the chair shots were pretty brutal, but nothing that exceeded the level of brutality that they've done on SmackDown recently. Yep. Yeah. Like, it seemed like he did way more punishment then than he did tonight. And you'd think it'd be the opposite. But I don't know. I'm ready for that feud to be over. I wasn't yeah. super invested in it nope. to begin with. No. I don't really know what Ray's doing back here. He doesn't seem to have a Getting place. Getting a paycheck. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine for older people coming back. But if they serve a purpose and it doesn't seem like he serves a purpose. like Well, I, especially when they come back in the best shape they've been in in ages and like putting on killer shows. And you're just like, why did you put all this work in if you just came here to not like just go be like go take cody's place in ring of honor you know what i mean yeah because like, well, he's like getting that. a bigger paycheck too well, yeah. and there's that and the exposure and all the other things i get that part but like i don't know it just seems weird especially like i feel like he's taking shinsuke's spot almost because like this would have been a match where i would have seen randy versus shinsuke in a chairs match yeah. that would have made sense to me uh and but shinsuke's not on tv or he is a little bit with rusev but despite yeah. the fact that he's a champion yeah so, I don't know. It's a, a weird placement for Ray. I don't know what he does next. And I honestly, I like Ray a lot, and I don't even know if I care, which is kind of sad. Because I was excited for him to come here, but he's not doing anything. So, no. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, all right, next up Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Uh, Ronda Rousey beat uh, Nia Jax, as we all had predicted, in what was, I thought, a really entertaining match and probably yeah. one of Ronda's better ones. You know what I liked about this, too? It was, it was just a match. Yeah. It was in the middle of the card. It wasn't forced down on us as the main event because Ronda was in it. It was just a match that took place, took a normal amount of time, didn't involve any dumb bullshit, had a pretty entertaining package and a good finish, and it was over. And that was it. And I, that's that's what you need to do to let Ronda succeed. Don't make everything she does a fucking giant fanfare extravaganza because then we're all watching it with fucking expectations of yeah. extravaganza yeah you just ended a, on that we would have just been like oh that sucks yeah exactly but like you throw that in the middle of the card and it's just a solid performance good that's fine that's awesome like sometimes that's just enough like, yeah and that's what i liked about that. and we've had plenty of other like wwe championship matches or you know smackdown women's title matches that happen in the same placement on the card and they fit perfectly fine and do exactly what they're supposed to do so it's okay that ronda's in this spot technically even if it's not the main event it's still a big enough deal because it's not you know the first match or the second match or buried anywhere i really liked the fact that she was able to like scale nia Jax on several occasions like she's constantly crawling up her back and like reversed where she was up in a suplex into a choke hole like a reverse choke that was pretty cool 
the step up elbow was pretty sick. Oh, which she like, did, stepped like, a step on her up knee. knee before that. Too. Yeah, those two step up moves right in a row. So I really enjoyed the athleticism here. When it was good ring psychology, she could not wrestle her, so she had to MMA her. Yeah. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. That's a shonen anime style, like, he had to use the sword's other side. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's like that kind of thing. Uh, I dig it. So, for what it's worth, give me more of that. Give me more stuff of Ronda that doesn't involve trumpets and fanfare, and I'm way more interested. Although she did, like, her weird just happy to be here thing afterwards too where like she was like the angry beast and then once she won she was like smiling and all skips and everything like that yeah. Just like, well yeah once you win you don't need to be angry anymore yeah but she just needs to find but it. it's just it's so like switch being flipped that yeah it's just like ugh. it makes it obvious that one of these is fake yeah you're you know, well, like, yeah half of you is not yeah. bl- bl- you know real the happy to be here is not real she's a psycho oh i'm butch i don't know i don't care either way yeah no yeah. not at all uh, all right, uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship was a match that happened next. Astoundingly lackluster. I really, I really could not have cared less about this whole fucking feud. No, same. It's bad. It's rough. It's bad. This this heel turn is bad. AJ's face run has been pretty uninspired for a long time. I feel like um, he's been on SmackDown for the entirety of the time that brand split has happened i feel like he needs a fresh place to go well and also i feel like there's a big part of this where i'm just like yeah this storyline makes sense but how the fuck did we end up with these guys on this side each like this should have been aj's heel turn back to being heel aj where he succeeds the most and being the heel to daniel bryan's normal classic face like instead we have this awful insufferable new daniel bryan and this like it feels like he's more bored to be here than we are even to watch him AJ, and it's real rough television. Yeah. It's not good. Well, and, like, DB's at his best when he's yesing the crowd up and yeah. selling merch, and now they're going to turn him heel for what? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the crowd, you can feel that the crowd still doesn't know what to do with this. and like You guys wouldn't think that because you're sheep. Yeah, I guess. No, I also hate it, too. <laughs> sheeple? Yeah. A sheeple? Um, I mean, is this feud over? I would hope so. It was a clean win, right? Like, yeah, I think so. It, it, there was nothing really shenanigan No, nobody got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Nobody got a, a belt shot from out of nowhere that yeah, the ref like didn't see. I'd like to see, like, I honestly kind of need AJ to go away for a little bit. Like, I feel like he's been here and doing so, like, just kind of, like, running in place that I, I need him to, like, go away for a minute to remind me that I miss AJ when he's not around. To come back and be like, oh, thank God. There we go. That's better. And well, what? I think a lot of his ending, like, the endings of his matches have all been shenanigized, so, like, you're just like, I'm not, you're not a wrestler anymore, yeah. like, you're a body that gets, you know, you're manipulated or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'd be interested to see the stat of, like, how many AJ matches this year ended with some kind of nut kick or hit. Otherwise shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure, like, not even just, like, any kind of shenanigan, but specifically Testicular nut hits. shenanigans. Yeah. I'd probably he half of them. He doesn't want yeah. any more kids, man, and he's just letting his job do that for him. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. No, but like even all the Joe matches were shenanigans, and yeah, all the Shinsuke stuff. Yeah, yeah, double countouts, double DQs, all these kind of weird things. So fake roll-ups. Yeah, I need something like where it's a good, clean wins, as opposed to every single match is shenanigans. But yeah, I mean. I didn't hate this match. I quite enjoyed it, but I don't remember anything from it because it's not like it just wasn't me- that memorable. Yeah, and it was a decent match, but it wasn't nothing outstanding. And I'm honestly surprised, passable. given like the hatred of oh, you kicked me in the nuts, you betrayed me, all that, that this didn't have a stipulation either. 
Yeah. Like, even if you wanted to have Seth versus Dean be a, just a slugfest, this could have been a ladder match. This could have taken the, like, DQ element out of it and just be a fight. Like, that would have worked, rather than the Elias Bobby Lashley guitar thing. Yep. But, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, all right, then we got Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins in a regular singles match for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Dean Ambrose won clean, I think, yeah. right? Uh, in the middle of the ring, he is your new Intercontinental champion. How would you guys feel about this one? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I like this match a lot. I like this feud. I like this heel Ambrose. I find him way more interesting than just the lunatic fringe. Um, I like, yeah, I have no complaints. I really don't. I, I thought that was stupid. And I wanted him to win this match. Like, not just because, like, that's what I picked, obviously, but, like, that's also where, like, storyline was. Wise. Yeah. This one, I wanted to see. I mean, I, I very firmly believe mid-card belt should be moving all the time. Uh, so, like, I wanted to see that. Plus, it's nice to see Dean get a belt again. Like, when they made that point during the Shield thing about how, like, these guys keep getting belts and Dean just keeps getting to walk with the guys with the belts, it really, like, drove home, like, damn, yeah, that's right. Let's yeah. get some championships. I know he's had the world title, but, like... Still the Intercontinental a bunch. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's had plenty, but he hadn't in a while. Yeah. And meanwhile, those two were all over them for the the entire period of time he wasn't. Yeah, true. Granted, he was injured, but even still, even before that and then after, it didn't seem like he was even getting close to those scenes. Now he's all up in it. Well, and I hope this means that your prediction is true, Adam, that Seth is now going to make his run at more important belts. Yeah. Not that the Intercontinental is unimportant, but... No, he'll get his higher ranking belts. He'll get his rematch, and he'll get involved, like, in, and he'll probably lose that maybe at the Rumble, and then he'll. I'm thinking he's going to come into the Rumble. He might win it. I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. He did that 36 minute match a couple months ago where it was like an Iron Man match on Raw. Mm-hmm. So he can he can do you know take his own. I think he was in for over an hour in the Rumble last year, too, wasn't he? Wasn't he in for, like, a crazy Something. long time? If you're right about this prediction, I, don't, I think you'll see Seth get his rematch. I think it'll be tomorrow. I think that he'll, it'll be tomorrow and he'll lose it. And that's, if, if that happens, if, we're, if, we're, if Vince is coming out and saying that's happening, or Seth comes out and is like, I want to fight you tonight, I want my rematch tonight, like, you're, if you're a man, you'll take it, then I will 100% know you were right. Because he will lose that match, and it'll be like, okay, quick, we got that feud done with. Like, we can pull him out of this. Mm-hmm. If not, like, there's no way he is fighting Dean Ambrose at Royal Rumble and then fighting Brock at WrestleMania. Not happening. That he has to already be out of that feud by that point. Because he he's not going to have a ball busting Intercontinental Championship title match with Dean Ambrose, his hated rival, and also be in the Rumble. It's not going to happen. He would if he was able to enter at number 30. But but he's that. Well, we took that away. Because that you'd be like, oh, Dean Ambrose just had an all-out war with Seth Rollins. There's no way Seth's coming back in for the Rumble and number 30 comes hobbling out and you know ends up winning. Right. I believe that. But no, it's our truth. Yep. So, congratulations, WWE. You shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> uh, all right, and the true main event tonight, the one we had all hoped would be the main event and ended up being the main event, was the triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's title. The man, Becky Lynch, uh, the queen, Charlotte Flair, and the empress, Asuka, in a TLC match. One where you have to climb a ladder, not one where you can pin. Uh, and ended up being won by the empress, Asuka, her yes. first main roster championship. We were all very excited, yes. even though only Carrie picked her. Uh, but we were very excited, nonetheless, to see that happen. What did you guys think of this TLC match? Match of the night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, no, we all knew that going on. That hardcore bet's too obvious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. 
so many horrible bumps. So many horrible non-furniture breaking bumps. Oh, the Becky. That table corpsed like crazy. Oh, when Becky jumped off the top, like the top rope to the outs. Was it off a ladder? Or off it was the top off rope? a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, onto the outside and just landed flat on Charlotte's midsection. Clearly cracked ribs. I'm oh, sure. It has oh to my be. god. Because the table didn't break. It has to be. It was her full weight of her fucking pelvis, like on her rib cage. Ugh. That looked brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Well, and then Charlotte speared Oscar into the like oh, into the barricade, barricade and, and the barricade didn't break in completely. Any, completely, it yeah. just kind of sagged. Ugh. No, not much give there. So that looked like it hurt too. Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey ultimately gets involved, costs Becky and Charlotte a shot at the championship. What did you guys think about her interference? I don't know if that was necessary. I thought uh, Nia Jax was going to come out, and that would make more sense feud wise. Um, especially since Ronda doesn't really have much to do with that. Yeah, I, my thought when Ronda won earlier in the night and called out Charlotte in an interview like later on in the hallway, my thought was, okay, Charlotte's winning this because then the champions can fight each other at the Royal Rumble yeah. since they need every other woman on the roster to be in the Royal Rumble to pad out 30. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but ultimately, they're both not in it, and that leaves them open for each potentially being able to fight Ronda in some capacity somewhere. I just don't know where that goes. Or the fact that there's no title there means maybe we get that four horsewomen of WWE versus the four horsewomen of MMA style match. Mm. If they feel like bringing her friends up, even if it's just for a one-off at Mania or something like that. I don't know. I'm surprised that she, she cost them both. Because they can't, they can't have a triple threat with those three. It needs to be one-on-ones and they each need to get their shot again, right? I would think, but we'll see. I do now feel like it's going to be a triple threat. Like, the three of them at WrestleMania is what we're going to, like, play the scenes for now. It wouldn't be a bad match. No. So, I'd quite enjoy that either way. But I was hoping for a one-on-one Becky versus Ronda at some point in the near future, because that's what we missed out on in Survivor Series. Uh, But this is Asuka's first main roster title. What do you you guys think about that? John, I know you're very excited. I love Asuka. I'm glad she won. That's why I voted for Becky Lynch, because anytime I vote for Asuka, she loses. Um... But I do agree that uh, Carrie said earlier, like it kind of stinks that like it's not of her own like victory. Yeah, she, that it took shenanigans. Well, it not only took shenanigans, but like she climbed a ladder to take a belt down. Like mm. she didn't pin anyone. No. And she didn't even do the move that cost them to be out of commission for her to climb the ladder. Right. She pretty much played possum on the outside mm-hmm. for a while until this happened. So, but I mean, I'm glad she has the belt, and hopefully they they allow her to do stuff with it and not just take it off of her next week. No, I don't think they'll do that. I mean, Becky's going to get her rematch sooner rather than later, I would assume. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. I, You know, we haven't seen what main roster Asuka is capable of, I don't think. Because she was she good even on... Well, she was good on Raw when she was still undefeated in the lead-up to, to Mania. But even still, it was just a lot of tag team matches, a lot of like one-off with people you knew she was going to beat. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see what she can do with it. Yeah, for sure. It'll be pretty fun. All right, guys, any last-minute thoughts? TLC 2018? No, pretty good show. Negative. If this is the unofficial start down the road to WrestleMania, it's a pretty good start. Yeah. Let's hope the ratings spike for Raw. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. new man. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what Vince's shakeup is yeah, and what too. that means. Any predictions as to what it could be? They're changing dates. So it's going to be like Tuesday Night Raw. Oh, no. <laughs> you're kidding. Never. <laughs> never. Good thing you're not Joe, or otherwise you'd will that into existence. That's true. No, I honestly, that's, I think that's actually why I'm most excited about it. Is normally I kind of have at least an idea of what vein of bullshit he's going to mine from, but 
Nope. This could be any kind of bullshit. And with Vince, that means literally anything. Maybe he wants to it be the new him, GM. It was him, Austin. It was him. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm, well, I mean, it's what I'm hoping for, but I know he's not going to be wanting a full-time camera role again, even for a short period of time. So. Well, no, he's, he's getting the XFL off the ground. He doesn't have time for that. Right, exactly. That's still like two years away, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, they just announced yeah. all the, uh, the cities this week, so. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it then for the Broken Clock Podcast main event for Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2018. Remember, you can find the main event the Monday after every WWE pay-per-view on Google Play, uh, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. We are now on Spotify. You can also find uh, our games cast there where this week Joe and I talk about uh, some Super Smash Brothers action. So if you're into video games, uh, you can listen to our games cast, which is up every Monday morning. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. So let us know what your match of the night was uh, for tables, ladders, and chairs. If you think it was the women's triple threat TLC match or any of the other matches, let us know at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast main event, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. I'm Tyler. And thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, uh, Adam here. Realized that we did not go over our champions at the end of the show. So just real quick, wanted to let you know uh, that I am the champion. That's why I'm doing this, because I'm the champ. I'm number one. Came in first place, had the most picks, better than everybody else. I can gloat because they're not here. Uh, Tyler came in second. He was our intercontinental champion. He also ended the night our hardcore champion and coming in dead last. Everyone's favorite Ms. Participation Award winner, Joe. Uh, he walked away with the least amount of picks and therefore the Ms. Participation Award winner. But just wanted to cue in here just to let you guys know that I won, that I'm the best, and I continue to be the best. I'm the best. So, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Thank you.